7207. Right. The, the, the hour went back because of that stupid hour change. Well, no, it went back for the city. See, she, TJ has, I don't want to do it. We got to, I got to get on the show, but uh, I'll tell you later. I'm back. Hello everyone, Tommy Hawksblood here. Uh, I got a really interesting show for you today. I hope you're ready for a lot of information. Uh, I have a special guest coming on. Let me just bring him on the line. Hold on. Hello, Jeffrey. Hi, Tommy. Greetings. All right. Uh, hold on a second. Let me just uh, start the show, okay? Everybody, uh, Tommy Hawksblood here calling from the Big Island of Hawaii. I hope you read the, the preview. Uh, we have a special guest today, and we're going to get into a real hardcore subject, which is really, really important. Uh, the person that I'm bringing on, I consider one of the top exorcists in the United States, probably the world, is an incredible person. Uh, he does something that I feel is one of the most important things we need on this planet because of the problems that we're going through in this time frame. So uh, sit back, get out your pens, papers. Uh, you might run and write down a couple numbers here and there uh, and keep some information in your pocket so that you always have it. All right, so greetings, Jeffrey. How are you today? I am doing well, Tommy, and hopefully everyone out there is doing well. Uh, cooling off here in Wisconsin and uh, getting, getting used to that. Well, uh, I'm going to just say this. The word exorcism in the dictionary says the expulsion of an evil spirit from a person or a place. It doesn't say very much in the average dictionary. I don't think they know much about it anyway. Uh, There's not too many people that can talk about that subject. Uh, So, yeah, I'm bringing one of the most important people to talk about it, somebody that does it. So, uh, with that again, uh, is there anything you would like to start off with? Because I... I, I know you have a lot going on in your plate with what you do, and I got a lot of questions for you that, that I hope you want to answer or work with. Uh, but uh, what what is your overall feelings of like what's happening right now with the planet? Well, I think we're going through a lot of growing pains uh, as a race, the human race. And uh, I, I think a lot of inner feelings are coming to the forefront uh, that have uh, long been uh, internalized. And uh, unfortunately, uh, it's not coming out in the most uh, healthiest of ways. And so this is uh, one of those times where negative spirits which essentially are negative spirit, negative people who are dead and continue to do negative things. And the much 
more powerful demonic spirit, which may or may not have ever been human, uh, are sort of having a field day, amplifying people's angers uh, and hard feelings towards each other at a time when we really need to pull together. We don't have to agree on everything, but we at least need to respect each other. Again, you know, there was a time where we were kind of, I think, maybe doing a little bit better at that when I was growing up. We had a lot of problems, certainly, but, you know, I, you know, it's, uh, uh, one thing I learned, you know, when I was a kid growing up in the 1960s and 70s uh, was that when you get together with your neighbors, one way to avoid any issues is you just don't discuss religion and politics. We used to call it Pepto-Bismol. It's the nickname we had for the product, which I'm not even sure exists anymore, but the antacid. But the idea is that, you know, people are, it's okay if people think differently. This is really a good target for negative spirits, Tommy, to bring this back to, you know, why I'm on the show. This is a very good... Um, you know, we sort of have a, a, a bullseye on our back right now, you know, feeding into this anger at our neighbors and other people and our, and our legitimate worries about what's happening in uh, the different countries that we live in. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I've been uh, pulling up as much information on it as I can about a lot of things going on with this right now. And, you know, there's so many people out there that, that are talking about things that kind of take people's attention off of the truth. Like, oh, how to listen to God and how to talk to God and uh, all these things. You know, if anybody talked to God, I think they would take a giant step forward if they really did. Uh, and I don't see too many people moving into a place where they're really coming out with an important, even an idea that can help mankind move forward. The ideas are taking us deeper into creativity of weapons, devices, tools, and everything to not do anything. And it's like, just like, let's forget about the world and let the robots do it for us, and then we expect to get money because of that. So, it, it's really bizarre. But, okay, you know, here, the, the first question, like, I, I really want to start with, is what opens a person to really think that they have a problem and then that it relates to a demon? Well, it's a good question, Tommy. Um, demonic spirits are very powerful. It could be said that they are the counterpart of angels. I'm not saying that they're related to them. What I'm saying is that uh, strength-wise, power-wise, uh, it, it's comparable. And, and so uh, one of the things that negative, really powerful negative spirits are, are able to do is because we all communicate telepathically on a certain level, they're able to get into that level and communicate telepathically to us, and we, they are very good at it. We don't know that they're doing this. And so uh, we're essentially getting information from not only positive sources out there, but also negative sources. And so I'm not saying that, uh, that uh, the things that people do out there are all the blame of negative spirits or demonic spirits. And I'm not saying that all people's negative thoughts 
are the result of other spirits or beings planting thoughts in your minds. What I'm saying is that they're there. Oh, oh no, I understand that. And it does happen. But what I'm trying to get at is, though, like somebody outside that's going to call you, when what tells them that their son or them or, or their friend is possessed by a demon? I mean, the demons aren't going to say, hey, we're possessing your son. Call somebody to get rid of him. So what would, I mean, like if you're, you had a son and he's acting weird, uh, what would make you turn to think that it's a demon possession or just a, a problem with his mind, which the government is way out there trying to promote people saying, we're all sick mentally. Nothing has to do with demons, spirits, aliens. It's all mental. So when like a person calls you, what kind of gives them that the awareness? I mean, most people don't believe in demons or try not to. And if their son's acting weird, well, maybe uh, I got him on the wrong medicine if they put him on medicine or something. But if they're a normal child and they're doing weird things, what actually tips a mother or a father say, hey, I think he's possessed? Uh, they usually act very violent. Uh, you know, uh, eyes changing, colors. Uh, there's, there's no one particular trait. Uh, but, you know, Hollywood's very good at making movies. I enjoy their movies, but the idea is that that usually is the first concept that they have, is that my son or daughter uh, or loved one is maybe possessed by a demonic spirit. But uh, when I uh, examine these people, uh, I I usually find that, uh, you know, they're... Uh, there could be mental illness or there also could be a middle ground meaning that uh, they're being harassed by a spirit and they have personal problems as well Uh, but you're so right Uh, anybody possessed by a demonic spirit you know I get phone calls Skype or whatever um, emails from people you know that hey I'm possessed and I'm thinking wow you know point that you made before it was so important Tommy if you're possessed you're not going to call somebody like me <laughs> I mean that, that's well, like, I'm the last person you're going to call exactly and I'm very aware of that you know a demonic spirit you know there's okay let's just let's, let's very quickly take a look at a movie like The Exorcist which I actually well, you know it's funny. wait you know wait 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 one second I just was going to go into these three things, and that was the next thing I was going to ask you because I wrote the dates. The Exorcist came out in 1973. Rosemary's Baby came out in 1968. Two movies that opened the world up to demons and possession, uh, which became scary to people. And people suddenly realized that it could possibly be real. Movie has a, a way of making people think whatever they put on it is real in some form. And yes, when when Rosemary's Baby came out, it was really a scary movie. Not that it was elaborate with photography and everything else, but the whole idea scared people. And then when The Exorcist came out, you got this girl being possessed. I mean, the real story is based on a boy, but it's a real story. So uh, it opened people's eyes for the first time to something that they kind of deny, even though Christianity talks about there was demons in the Bible. I mean, it's not like it was never there. 
It's just never people never wanted to believe it. Well, I, I think it's true. Uh, you know, it's a very unpleasant uh, topic, and uh, uh, you know, I think the one thing you can really take away from a movie like The Exorcist is that it's a pretty fair representation of a Catholic ex- the right of Catholic exorcist, the right of exorcist, excuse me, uh, which is very effective, by the way. I'm an independent exorcist, but I have, you know, I'm fully aware that each religion has their own exorcist uh, 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 people, and that uh, they're very effective when it's when it's done correctly. Well, you know, I I, I heard that, that like the Pope hired 1,500 people two years ago to start doing exorcists, and he actually got people outside of uh, the Christian religion because, truly, and, and my belief might be a lot different about this than you, but. I, I got a whole bunch of questions to ask you, but when somebody goes and does an exorcist, what is their protection, and what is their awareness of what they're trying to get rid of? I mean, you can go to church, you can go to school, you can do a lot of things half of your life, but without any experience understanding something, I mean, if you never saw a potato and say, okay, what is a potato? Oh, well, I don't know. But when you talk about a spirit or a demon, if you never had an encounter one or saw one, how do you go about getting rid of it? I mean, because I'll ask you questions about aliens and stuff later, but when a person goes into a field, I'm going to become an exorcist. I mean, the Catholic religion really didn't want to ever talk about that for the longest time. So, uh, and these people that say, well, I'm a religious person, I can do exorcisms. I know people that get hurt. And I was going, I mean, we'll get into the protection because that is critical. A person's protection is their connection to God. That's the only thing I look at out of all else things, especially if you're dealing with these high high entities and, and demons that exist within that realm. So uh, that's why I consider you one of the most important people in that realm, because you're in the United States, and people can call you anytime, anywhere, any place, and you're a person that I trust. There's very few people that I trust for anything on this planet anymore. I mean, I've been dealing with UFO people, New Age people, futurists, and they all talk about nonsense. And it's like the delusionary world that we're going to be in this perfect place. We're not. We never will be. But we have to respect what we got and, and try to figure out how to make it the best we can. So what you do is something that helps people that are out there that won't get any kind of help through school or through doctors. No doctor gives them the help that they're going to need, really. So when a, when a person comes out of a religion, just because they're a religionist, and I, and I want to ask you about this because... When a person calls on a name, well, Jesus Christ, get rid of the spirit. If you don't know who Jesus Christ is, how can they call upon it? I mean, just because a wording says this is, this is who this person is. I mean, if I wrote a book about how Batman takes away demons, so you can call on Batman and it's going to take away the demon? Uh, so getting back to where you were, uh, I, I know it's, 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 it's not the most pleasurable thing, but it is an important place to be aware of. Uh, because all the questions I want to get into will help people out there understand how they pick up stuff, where they can get it from, how they get rid of it, and, and things like that. Because 
we, we live in a world that's so programmed into drugs, partying, cheap drills. They don't think about much else. Games, oh, they'll, they'll play a game for 10 hours killing dragons and creatures, but they won't ever, like, realize that maybe something could affect them the same way. And, and how, would they do, how would they get rid of it? You know, it's very much like the UFO phenomenon. The government does not want the, um, the world's population to know that there are beings out there that have more advanced spacecraft than we do. That's what this is really about with the UFO stuff. Okay? Right. They have craft that we don't understand and we cannot stop. You know, it's paranoia. The same thing is true of uh, negative spirits and demonic spirits and a lot of the things that are happening. Part of the problem is, is that a lot of the people who are giving you this information don't know anything. You know, they might be priests, but that doesn't mean that they actually know anything. Anybody can study a book and tell you that this book says so and so and such, but they don't seem to know anything any further than that. And so they, they don't want the religions of our world today, the major religions especially, don't want the world's population to realize that we're not in control of everything, and especially the, ch- the church, churches. You know, the idea is that right. they're not in, that they can't stop everything from happening, nor can they explain everything that's happening. And they, and they don't want us to know that, and so they don't even like talking about it, and so they prefer just to say, if you believe in such and such, you've got nothing to worry about. Unfortunately... Right. I got to tell you that that's not the case. You know, I get calls every day, Skype, emails, whatever. You know, I, I have all the major communication systems. Uh, you know, where this is not working. You know that. You know, like I called my church. They would. They say, and they will not come over. Or they came over and they threw some holy water against the wall and then left. Left, and left right. us with this terrible problem. They simply don't know what to do. Now, that's not saying the Catholic Church does not have skilled exorcists in it, because they do. But, but the average priest is not really trained to deal with negative spirits, and even worse, they're not psychic, so how can they see them? One of the reasons I'm successful at what I do is I'm also psychic. I can see the negative spirits. That really helps. Well, it really helps to be able to see what you're trying to fight, what you're trying to get out of somebody's house, what you're trying to get out of somebody's business or somebody's life. It really helps to be able to do that, to be able to, to get this extra information, this extra perception that uh, the average person and unfortunately most religious uh, people don't possess. Well... Let me just throw this in real fast. Uh, you know that I say I became aware of most of my past lives, or probably all of them. Now, I was alive when Jesus was alive. Now, one of the few people that was really capable of doing just about anything with spirits and demons and things uh, was an incredible person. 
uh, and, and when he went to people, he didn't have to say, well, I read this and this is what it said. He was coming from a different place than anybody else could ever come from. Because he was dealing with the source of energy that did what he did. So when a priest, and, and I say this, I challenge people on this planet, including the Pope himself, prove that you know anything about Jesus, and never mind use his name when you try to chase the spirit away. Because you can't use a person you don't know. And I know beyond a shadow of a doubt there's very few people on this whole planet that understand Jesus to a point what Jesus was really teaching even. I mean, sure, he dealt with demons and all that, but that's not what he was teaching. But uh, when a priest and a rabbi, no matter what training they go through, there's no school where they have all the demons lined up there and let's go, okay, put him in that body and see him and get him out of it. It's all on hand when it really happens. And the exorcist was based on a true story. So two priests actually died doing an exorcist. So that means they weren't protected. They didn't know what they were doing. I know you couldn't get hurt no matter where you went, or I can't either. So it's beyond, I, I know it, it kind of like makes people sound like uh, I'm in the ego. I know you don't say it, but you have to have a form of ego to be who you are. But by the same token, you're aware, which is very people are aware of what's really going on. Like you said, you could see them. How many people in the Catholic Church can go in a, in a house and say, oh, I see the demons walking around in here and really see them? I mean, in the psychic world, how many psychics really see what they, they talk about? I mean, that's one incredible gift right there that's definitely important in what you do. And for me, I'm, I'm a, I love to debate people. And I, I'm going to tell you something that I want to do later on, what, I, what my plans are. Because I'm going to be searching the planet for two more people, anywhere from two to six to eight, uh, and create something. But until I have anybody that I truly accept and believe that understands what I'm talking about and will work with me in doing a show on a weekly basis uh, and talk about these things and work with it and open it for questions and call-ins all the time and, and allow people to be involved that way because everybody runs to the people they think are, are the ones that are going to protect them. The minister, the preacher, the pope, the rabbi, uh, or they'll protect me. And then they'll often say, well, Jesus will protect me. Uh, again, where's their protection really in something that somebody told them? So I know beyond a shadow of doubt where you come from. So I, I do want you to get into that a little bit later, but I, you know, I just want to get people in tune to what really is going on in your world. How did you actually get pulled into this? Well, how did I get pulled into it? Right, to do it. Essentially, to, to be, uh, I was born with psychic ability, Tommy. That, that's how I pretty much got into this. Uh, and, uh, you know, starting, I, I woke up when I was four years old with some aliens in my bedroom. They were not attacking me or anything like that. Whether what, what they were doing, I'm not sure. But they certainly startled me. I was sleeping. Uh, I had a lot of weird things happen to me. I went into the Air Force. When I got out, I started studying metaphysical concepts more for self-help. Uh, I, I fell into a group uh, about 1990, uh, sort of just a, a girlfriend of mine, uh, and they were a metaphysical group, and they were doing uh, with some Ouija board things and, and other, uh, some other things as well that were uh, very nice and... and, and uh, you know, non-threatening things, and 
uh, I told him what I was studying, you know, the concepts of, of clearing. And I was studying at different university libraries at the time, all through the 1980s. And so 1990 rolls around, and one of the people in the group was having a problem in their home, and the rest of the group had tried to help him. He felt, you know, there was something in the home. He was a very sane person, just felt there was a presence. He was a writer, and he felt there was just a negative presence in his home. And they, uh, he asked me to take a whack at it, you know. Said, Why don't you come on over and you try it, you know. Everybody else has. And, and so I did, and I got rid of it. And I got rid of the problem, and and it happened again. You know, in the next few months, where a number, a member of this very large group said, "Hey, I'm having this problem," and she was actually a professional psychic, and she said, "You know, I think I got you know something kind of hung around a little bit here, and I'm having a problem getting rid of it. Can you, you know, this worked for this guy? I'm not mentioning names here. And can you come on over and try this over at my house? And I did, and I got rid of it." The, the problem, I should say, you can't kill a spirit. They're already dead. I'm not trying to kill things. But the idea is that I got rid of the problem. And and it really startled them. It startled this group. It said, you know, you got some kind of talent. I mean, you went in there and did things that people who've been doing this stuff for 20 years were unable to do. And you just came in and did it. And he said, you need to take this to the public. You got, you got some kind of talent, they were saying to me. And, I, and so I did. I actually put a small ad in a local newspaper, a little box ad for $15, a little weekly newspaper. And that's kind of how it started. Uh, I actually wrote a couple of uh, different television shows uh, explaining uh, what I was doing and the purpose of my work. And that led to a, an appearance on a show called Sightings, which at that time was the most popular and pretty much the only metaphysical show on television. And the Paramount Network actually shot it, and they sent their film crew out from Los Angeles to actually film me doing a real exorcism. Three girls were being bothered. Three young, very beautiful young women, really, were being bothered. And I, the only reason I say that was is that it was kind of why they were being attacked, uh, were being bothered uh, by a negative spirit. You know, they'd see a baby taking a shower, and they'd see a shadow pass in the bathroom across the curtain behind it, you know, like somebody else was in the bathroom. They'd rip the curtain open, nobody's there. They'd wake up at night, and there'd be an indentation in the bed, or they'd feel somebody put their arm around them when they were sleeping and there'd be nobody in the bed. And, and they couldn't take it anymore. And they, somebody had given them my number and they'd seen me. In, I was in the yellow page at the time. And uh, so uh, at that particular time, that's kind of when sightings called me and the whole thing kind of came together. And so sightings said, we'd like to come out and shoot this exorcism in Wisconsin. And the, the, the girl said, no. They said, we can't wait for your film crew to come out. Jeffrey's coming out tomorrow. We need to get rid of this problem. This is scaring us to death. Right. We have one roommate who's not even sleeping at, at, at our condominium anymore. We had a condominium. And, yeah. and so, anyways, they, the sightings put them into a hotel. 
and then for three days would not let me speak to them, which is fine. They wanted everything to be nice and, you know, above Legit, board. Right. Was, yes. And so I went and I did the filming. They tried to stay out of the way as much as possible. They were very professional. And the exorcism was a complete success. The problem never returned. And they said so on television when they released the, the program. The and that really kind of started things rolling. And this was back about 1994 or so, maybe. Mm -hmm. I think that's probably the first time I ever saw you. Uh, because that was my favorite show. One of my favorite shows, anyway. But, uh, now, here, quick question. When you, when you do that, on the average for you, how long, how, do you, how long do you stay in the house, or how long does it actually take uh, to do everything that you need to do? It all depends on how big the house is, Tommy. Uh, I do a lot of work uh, uh, through distance now. Um, what happened was was that you know I became very popular about 19. I'm sorry, 2007, and from doing a lot of radio and television shows. And uh, but I, to answer your question, if I go into a home. The average time would be approximately two to four hours. Right. But there you are know, times the reason like when I clear mansions, and it's a little bit longer than that, you know, because of, uh, there's so much space to cover. But I do right. a lot of, I do a lot of uh, um, uh, distance work now, because I realized that each home. Each business, each person has its own unique set of energy fields. Right. Especially each person. You know, that's a whole different story. But each home, even each home, has its own unique set of energy fields. And I can lock in and focus in on that home or that business that's failing and do something about it. And that mm -hmm. it also takes about two to four hours uh, of work to, to accomplish uh, a home or business clearing. I mention businesses because so many times when I do radio shows or television shows that I don't get asked these questions. Um, businesses get attacked as much as homes do. Why do businesses get attacked? Now, I was on Coast to Coast a couple of weeks ago for the fifth time. And they, they, you know, I finally got a chance to answer that question. You know, why do businesses get attacked like home? Well, if you can destroy a person's livelihood by destroying their work and all the employees who have to be fired and, and lose their job, you can wipe out maybe 100 or 500 families at once. This is the kind of work that demonic spirits do. This, this is, why do they do it? There's as many reasons why demonic spirits try to destroy a human's life as there are demons themselves. It, 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 I wish I could give you a reason that there's some kind of big war going on. There really well, isn't. The fact is, they're just bad. I'm, just, I'm no, trying I to understand use a, a nice word on your show here, but I'm you no, know, you don't think have of to, a, uh, an expletive. And you can, you know, these are very bad creatures. See, uh, I'm protected. I, I never worry about that. But uh, 
the people I deal with do, and the people I'm around. I did a few exorcisms in my life as well, but, you know, one of my best friends was being possessed, and he thought it was a good thing. He He's psychic. He, he works with demons. Not demons. He works with a god, a, a deity, and all these different things. But when this one thing attached to him, he thought it was good. But it was sucking his energy, and I saw him dying. And and he, he thought he was dying. I said, well, you... Why, why are you letting this happen? He goes, oh, no, this is a good thing. And he kept believing it. I said, no, I want to do healing work on you. Not that I like to do healing work, which I don't, but I said I will. And I brought him down into his room and everything. And sure enough, he stood up, don't touch me, you'll die. I said, sit down. And then a day later, he goes to me, that left. And what he used to work with came to him and said, why didn't you ask me to stay? So, you know... People never go far enough for whatever they're doing. Just because you got a little clue or a little taste of something, follow it through. Make sure you know the groundwork or what it really is, where it really comes from. All those things are beneficial. And if you stop anywhere along the line, uh, you don't know the truth. And until you dig all the way to the bottom, you're not going to get to it. So uh, I, what I, I asked you about the time, because I know you watch the movie, and it shows them day after day. And they're all getting sick, and they're all having, you know, because they're not protected. The bottom line is now, and and that's like I know you do teach you teach on protection as well yourself. And I'm seriously planning on doing a seminar next year on the mainland. TJ wants to do it with me, uh, and you'll be the first person I can invite because I don't know that many people that I trust that I would want to be responsible for linking them to another person that that would need somebody. Uh, well, thanks, I mean, I, you know, we, we have the ability to protect ourselves from negative spirits and demonic spirits. We do have the power. There are, are natural non-physical laws out there which I teach people how to use so that they can keep themselves protected from negative energy from coworkers, people they know socially, um, uh, people that they come into contact with uh, out when they're shopping in restaurants, when we're at uh, social events and concerts. Uh, we, we come into contact with emotional energies that people generate, which uh, spirits generate, and uh, even, even very negative uh, spirits. And we have to be careful. And, and so I have developed some very potent and very easy to follow techniques very easy to learn, uh, that work and can be pulled up in five or ten seconds flat. None of this, you know, five minutes here and five minutes there or standing here and doing this. This is something you can do from the time you get out of your car until the time you walk into a Walmart. And, and Walmart is a nice place. I'm not cutting down Walmart. I shop there. I'm just saying as an example that from the time you get from your car to the store, you can pull up my protection systems, and they work. And I've never had anybody really tell me that they don't. And I've worked with thousands and thousands of people over the years. Uh, I think that there's a, a great misunderstanding about what we can do, I mean, and what spirits can do. You know, Hollywood, which is great entertainers, you know, like I said, I love their movies, you know. But the idea is that you don't, you don't see cars flipping over in the streets. I was talking no. about this with somebody last night, a client, um, and we were talking about demonic spirits, and I said, look, you know, we, you don't, you know, there's a limit to what, 
how they can affect the physical world. Because we don't see cars flipping over left and right, okay? We're not under physical attack. We're under more of an emotional attack. At this time in our world where we have so much fragility, if I'm saying that correctly, I hope I am, that uh, there's a lot at stake. This is a time where negative spirits, like I said, that are just negative people who are dead and continue to do negative things, and also demonic spirits, are really having a field day amplifying people's angers towards each other when this doesn't have to happen. Now, some of, right. the, things, some of the things that are going through our world right now, we need to go through, okay? This is not all to do with negative spirits or being caused by negative spirits. We are quite capable of making our own messes, and we have done this. But we're, we're also being attacked from behind, and we need to realize this, that, there, that you know, people go someplace when they die. Most major religions believe that, you know, we go someplace when we die. What people don't really understand, what major religions don't really talk about okay. is that... that they're still able to communicate with us. They're still able to affect us. They're not so far away. And we just don't see them. It's more a matter of, like, frequency or level than it is distance. And so it's not like heaven or the other side is, like, 2,000 light years to the left and then take a right. It's more of a level or a frequency that they're on. And so they're closer to us than we think. And we need to be very careful about that because, like, like people, most people are good and some are not. Most spirits are good and some are not. We have to watch out for the ones that are not. Well, you know, we, we are affected greatly by TV and the movies. But, you know, the movie world wasn't always here. Uh, my favorite movie, which was The Day the Earth Stood Still, came out in 1951. And that beginning of alien movies, because uh, the things that came out really first was Frankenstein, The Mummy, and Dracula. And they all came out around 1931. Uh, It was like, when they create things, they create it in numbers. It never gets created by one thing. When they put out a, a Superman movie, they'll put out two. When they put out a demon, when it's a Dracula movie, there's always two coming out at the same time. When there's a zombie movie, there's always two zombie movies coming out at the same time. I guess it's double. They make twice as much money. But uh, it started in those years when it opened up the uh, desire to hear it and see it. And, you know, you implant ideas into people. And and what what I see is bad implants. Like when Halloween, one, two, three, four, how many did they do? I mean, all those kind of movies. I don't know why anybody would pay to see them. Why anybody would pay somebody to make them, but they make a fortune. But they're implanted in people's minds, oh, I want to go see it. I mean, what does it help you do in your life? Does it, it gives you a cheap drill for two hours, and then it leaves you with this horrible ingrained wrinkles in your brain that will always be there of, of this twisted idea of, of, of what's out there or could be out there. So I look at dates that now I'm – I know our history is so screwed up anyway as far as ancient history, but when we, we come out with all these new movies about zombies and now they got the zombie drug in Africa and, and 
we, we kind of act on what we are programmed with, and that's the basic story of life. We get too many programs, we follow those programs, we don't follow spirit. Uh, and my main goal is to get people back to listening to spirit, not to anything else. I mean, I'm not going to say listen to God. God doesn't have to come down here to talk to you or, or anything. But listen to spirit, which is connect true to all things. And it's there all the time. And if we were willing to take a step back from these programs, and like I said, look with your own eyes, your heart, and, and sense whatever we're dealing with. I mean, demons are all around us all the time. I, I, I was doing that stuff when I was 16. I was doing exorcisms, and uh, not, and I was doing ghost busting, I called it. Uh, I called it ghost release. Yumel Mansion was the most haunted house in the United States, and I went there for a year, freeing all these different spirits that were locked there. Uh, but even that, Madame Jumel was the one that haunted the house, who, who is the main person of the house. She said she's not going to leave the house until they tear the house down. She knew she wasn't really alive, but she also never wanted to leave that realm that she still stayed in. So spirits have good traits and bad traits as humans or demons, uh, but we all have to ju judge things by what we perceive it. No, they judge themselves by what they perceive I mean, aliens could think they're great, and they're trying to make us believe that. But we think we're great. So it's a perception that we're programmed to believe like God loves us, and, and we're the most important thing to God. Well, an ant's important to God. Aliens are important to God. So it's not just about you and your little house and your little car that you drive around in. And then again, yeah. what if any of these things do for God? So I look at demons. I mean... They have a mission, and, and I know God realizes that they do something beneficial in some form, otherwise it would totally remove it. Yeah. But, like so Lucifer, I, that's been it. I, uh, you know, it's true. It's, I, but I also think that people need to take responsibility for what's happening around us. Uh, you know, so many times I have met very logical people, you know, that say, look, you know, you need to prove to me, you know, that uh, such and such happened, you know, by, you know, video or, you know, some method of proof, you know, some met method of observation. Sometimes these very same people, when it comes to thinking about uh, metaphysical thoughts and concepts uh, simply believe, you know, uh, they don't do any thinking at all. And I'm generalizing here, but it's a problem. You know, we're, we're taught not to do cognitive thinking when it comes to anything that's not physical. That right. unless we see it with our physical eyes, that it cannot exist. And yet we know that emotions exist, and emotions are not physical. We know that the personality exists, but the personality is not physical. Our personalities are not physical. Our emotional systems are not physical. Our psychological systems are not physical. The only part of us that is physical is our physical body. Our physical body are the right. only part of us that we leave behind when we die. The rest of us comes with us. And we don't always go very far. You know, there's the concept that 
you know, we go someplace, you know, to the light, whatever. This isn't always true. You know, if you take a look at case studies of people, near-death experiences, people usually report not really going very far at all, <laughs> you know. I myself remember several of my deaths from past lives. That is the reason I believe in past lives. It's not a philo- you know, philosophical thing. It's remembering for me. And I can tell you that very little happens when a person dies. That, that we have uh, a moment where we realize we're, we're dead. You know, we see our physical body or what's right. left of it, depending on the situation. And the first thing we realize is that, you know, hey, we're okay. We're all right. Well, what I proved for myself through my, my death experiences and everything else, uh, the astral plane has been kind of, it's really getting so close to the physical reality, they're kind of merging. But because of that, all the uh, weird entities, creatures, and stuff are becoming in more and more. But that's all because of Tesla and his invention in the Philadelphia Experiment. But uh, Sergeant 18, he might even pop on today. I don't know. But him, him and I, when uh, we did all our research up in Wanaku with all the spirits and demons, they built this base over a Native American burial ground. Uh, so, yeah, I went up there. I mean, we, we, that's where we did all our UFO stuff. But when I realized that it was on top of the native burial ground, I did ceremony there. And I, I worked and I freed all the spirits that were there. And then six months later, he gets a call saying the head of the Chippewa Nation, the head medicine man, three uh, Jaguar priests and four uh, elders from Canada were coming down to be with us. They were all told in a vision to come there. And they wanted to do ceremony there, which Sergeant 18 stayed home and I went. And we did ceremony there, and they realized there was no spirits there no more. I said, you know, they would have been here, but I freed them, and I allowed them to go in, into to where they should be. So we, we, we have to be a little more aware of who and what we are, what we do, and be willing to take a step forward. I never studied books. I never read books on, on being a witch and, and magic and ex, exorcisms or any of that stuff. I just did it. And it was all because it became aware of things that I did in my other past lives. So when you get in touch with that, I say it's one of the most important things here because all that information could be yours now. And why not have it? I mean, you don't need to stick your hand in the fire every lifetime and then say, wow, that burns my hand. Uh, if you know that already, you don't, that's one less thing that you have to do again. Oh, I completely agree. You know, we, these kind of things stick up into our present life. And we can't deal with everything. You know, people ask me all the time, why don't we remember our past lives naturally? And I say to them, you know, we do to a certain extent, but, you know, if we remembered everything at once in our present state of mind, where we are right now as a race, we would overload. Of course. You know, if, if you, let's just say that you did really bad things in your last life, that you were a bad person. I'm sure it's happened to all of us. And now you're born into this life, and you've got to deal with these terrible thoughts of doing these things in the last life. How, how are we really supposed to progress when we can't get past, you know, it, it's just a recipe for 
for depression. You know, it really is. Right. I'm not saying that, that there's a, a natural law against remembering things from past lives because people do remember things from past lives. In certain cultures, it's considered to be very normal to actually uh, seek these kinds of uh, things, this kind of information. And, and you know, what but I think that. Uh, all we need to do, really, is understand that these things are going to come up uh, naturally, these problems that we might have. You know, say that we had a problem with violence or with alcohol or drugs or something in the past life. These things are going to come up naturally anyways. There's no reason to necessarily try to bring them up through regression or other things. Uh, well, uh, too fast because it might overwhelm us and actually cause us some difficulty in this life. This is simply my take and my opinion, and that's that's it. That's all well, that's worth. Well, I just want to add uh, through all my experience uh, and my past life experience and awareness and everything. Soul is usually the most it has ever been in the moment that you're in the, in the present moment, meaning. All the things you did got you to where you are right now. But that being said, you have to think about if you had a hundred lifetimes, what did you really learn in any one of them? Now, see, and I go against what most people will say. Every experience is a learning experience. No, you don't have to learn how to kill. You don't have to learn how to drink. You don't have to learn 90% of the things we say we have to go through to learn it. So if you're aware of that, and when you go through your past lives, what did you learn about God? What did you learn about death? What did you learn about soul? I mean, all the things that really matter, because when you die, you're back. You don't want to start doing the same things you did a hundred lifetimes already. I mean, if you were a farmer, a farmer, a farmer, then you became a fisherman, a fisherman, a fisherman. It's time to let go of that. You don't need to do either. Uh, but see, we hold on to certain things that we think are important or we're programmed to believe is important. And Lucifer is one that wants to keep us here because it rains over us. If we got past Lucifer, it wouldn't have anything to rain over. So all the little people that give in to that or accept it, I mean, when, when Bob Dylan went on, on public TV and on, on the Internet saying, I saw my soul to the devil, but he gave me, he gave me everything I wanted. Uh, is that a good thing for people to hear? Well, he said a lot of the rock stars did it. I mean, when he did that, every song he wrote became a million-dollar seller. I mean, he said a couple of singers, all their songs became uh, gold. So Lucifer's not, I don't consider, I, I know he's not right. He's, he's keeping us in hell. I call this hell. It's not the most beautiful place. Because the other thing is, like when you say feelings and emotions, the body feels pain. Soul does not. When Dante's Inferno came out and he talked about the levels of hell that you go through, it was ridiculous. You can't take a soul and torture it, chomp it up. You can't burn it. You can't freeze it. So all the concepts of what he called hell was non-existent without a physical body. So you'd have to be alive to do those kind of pains where you could see your child get suffer. You can get sickness and a disease for 20 years, 50 years of your life. And that's where the pain and suffering exists. So when I go back as far as Atlantis, and I, I can't talk about Atlantis because that was the only time planet Earth was in the most beautiful place it has ever been in. And that was really the Garden of Eden. But after that, when aliens started playing with us, creating the idea of killing... And then when drugs and drinking and everything else became a part of it, sex became number one. I think drinking and drugs became number two. I mean, love was like somewhere down the end of it because 
love wasn't accepted. I mean, Jesus came, and and love wasn't a big thing at that point even. Uh, and he didn't come here to teach about love, just love. I mean, that was one small part of it, but uh, he could, you can't teach love. So all the concepts that mankind has programmed into their belief system holds them back from seeing the truth. Now, you're psychic, so you can see beyond that. You can see a demon. Most people, if they saw a demon, they'd be under the bed and stay the rest of the week. Who knows what they would do? Uh, people don't want that. They don't want the real truth because if you hide from it, you don't have to deal with it. And if you're drunk Spirit, or happy... Spirits can appear any, any way they want to. And the same exactly. is true of demonic spirits. They can appear any way they want to. So, you know, demonic spirits are not necessarily ugly. They're ugly if they want to be in order to scare people or to make an impression. But I can tell you that uh, when I've come across demonic spirits in my work, which I have many times, all, all too often, but it happens, that uh, they usually appear as very normal-looking human beings. And they're not human beings. Hey. And they're anything but normal. But they appear as very normal to me because they need those extra few seconds for me to take a really good scan of them to determine exactly what they are. This is the reason that they change form and shape. Uh, it, it's not, I mean, yes, to scare people, sure, okay. But with an exorcist, somebody like me, it would be a different reason. It would be there's an attack going on, okay, there's going to be a fight. And so it's going to want every, this creature is going to want every advantage over somebody like me. One of the greatest advantages that a creature like that could have over somebody like me would be time. Meaning that I would have to determine what I'm seeing in front of me is what I think I'm seeing, what I'm feeling, the intensity of the power of a demonic spirit, which is very different than the intensity of a negative person who's dead, meaning a negative spirit. Very different, right. night and day. And so those, those few seconds it might take me to determine that this is a, not a person that is, that is deceased, but actually another creature that is in the process of launching an attack upon me so that I cannot do my work protecting a family, a business, a home, that uh, give themselves an extra few seconds in order to launch an attack, meaning that they also create devices on their side that are made of non-physical particles non-physical energies like right. everything is in, everything is on the other side right uh, I agree this is that. no big trick but the idea is that they have some very powerful weapons that they use like I have weapons that I use that are essentially you know made from the same maybe raw material so to speak from the other side now I realize this, this all sounds very scientific and complicated I just want you to know that it is for those of you listening out there, that this is very scientific and also very complicated. This is not a simplistic process and should not be simplified by saying that uh, this is magic. 
that this is supernatural. There's nothing supernatural or magic about spirits, humans, living human beings, demonic spirits, heaven, the other side, hell, the different kinds of lower realms. There's nothing uh, supernatural or metaphysical really about them in my mind. I see them as very scientific, much as I see physical science being very reasonable. I myself as an exorcist, you know, somebody might say, well, how can you, you know, don't you have a problem with physical science? No, I do not. I actually have no problem with physical science. I think they're completely correct. What they're, they're studying physical phenomenon. That's their job, right. to figure out how things work on a physical level. Right. That's the bottom line. It's not line. a problem. I work on a non-physical level. My job is to accomplish certain things, clearing people's homes of negative emotional energy from former occupants, which is huge in my, in my work. Right. Very mundane work, but also very necessary. Uh, uh, people who don't feel comfortable in their home, for whatever reason, could be, usually it's just negative emotional energy. Sometimes there is a negative spirit involved. Usually it's just negative emotional energy. One of the things I didn't get a chance to say several weeks ago when I was on uh, Coast to Coast, and I, I wanted to say on your show, you know, you, you always give me, you've always given me a chance, Tommy, to speak my mind. And, you know, I, I wanted to say that there's the problem of demonic spirits. Uh, to regular negative spirits, meaning negative people who are dead and continue to do negative things, is about 10,000 to 1. Meaning that there's not a lot of demonic spirits out there attacking people. They're, they're out there. And maybe right, the right. numbers are too many. But it's far more common that we run into negative people who are dead and continue to do negative things. 10,000 right. no, times I, more likely to find, find that kind of problem going on in your home, around you, uh, in uh, your, you know, your workplace. Uh, it's far more mundane. It doesn't mean it's less of a problem, but uh, negative spirits are not running around every street corner. Well, you know, I agree 100% with what you just said. Uh, but the one thing that bothers me about that, and I... And I, I I, I believe in all things, but a lot of the psychics never mention that at all. I mean, when they're going through problems, uh, they'll say that their spirit, their father's or mother's soul is protecting them. and But they won't say, well, there's entities or demons. Uh, well, like you said, negative spirits around, whatever, whatever they want to call them. And they won't even help a person with that. Uh, I think it's one-sided because people don't pay psychics to hear anything bad. I know that. But if you go to a psychic, you should ask for the truth, and that's what should matter. Like, what spirits are really around me? Everybody that dies doesn't become an angel and stand there protecting people, where most people believe that. Well, my father died, so now he's going to watch over me and protect me, uh, and God's protecting Everybody's protecting you, and still you have a car accident, still you get sick, still you die. So, you know, the, the idea of protection, there's only one protection, and that's being protecting to your soul, that it, it stays healthy and and that when you die, you have this beautiful soul that you're going to be. And not let it get affected by the disease of the thinking of a sick planet with sick people. So, uh, no, what, what you're saying about 
demons. Yeah, I know there's not that many demons, but there has been a lot more, I would say, over the past 50 years than 100 years ago. Now, I looked at this. Here's one number I brought up on my other show. 150,000 people die a day. 350,000 people come in daily. So there's a lot more souls coming into this world than are leaving now. But it wasn't that way in the beginning because there wasn't that many people here that could have came in. So things changing in that realm as well. But the idea that most of this planet, 90% of it, is homeless, starving, sick, and abused. So the souls that are coming in, I say a lot more alien souls are coming into this world because they don't reincarnate as many times as the human body, uh, as being in this body form. Uh, when you take on an alien body, you stay there a lot longer. So, but they're coming into this realm. Depending on the planet. Depending on the right, planet. Right, yeah, well, so many different races. But most of them live a lot longer than humans do. I don't think I, I know any race that, that lives 50 years, 25 years, and they die. Uh, except maybe animal creatures and things. But uh, So I think that's really critical. But people don't want too much of this truth. Well, I can't fathom that. I, I got to deal with my father died, and, and he's in heaven now, and he's okay, and he's going to watch over me. I mean, that's as far as most people are willing to go. But uh, I'm going to suggest something. I'm going to tell you something in a little bit, but I don't want to go there yet. I'll save it for the last time because of what I, what I plan on doing. Uh, I know it's going to be something that was never done, but I feel that it's my life. I can do what I want with it. And if it's not going to hurt people, I can do whatever I want. And if it's going to help people, I feel I have every right to do it. But we'll get into that. But, you know, here's the thing. With all these shootings, uh, and all you hear on the news is, we've got to find out why he did it. You know, it's, I'm not a, I, I didn't go to become a, a psychiatrist. I could have. When I worked for the phone company, they would have let me. But I don't believe in it anyway. But uh, psychi- a psychiatrist, because uh, all they do is give you medicine. What, what we learn by uh, being around people, being around situations, do we learn something from it? And how do, I mean, somebody just put drugs in possession. Yeah, we'll get into that because that's a problem. But as a, as a person that's growing spiritually or trying to, you've got to focus on things that are much more important. And it's not how to build a house. It's not how to build a car. It's not all the things that school teaches on this planet has nothing to do with, like you would say, the next dimension, the inner, the, the true reality of soul. Uh, it only has to do with the physical reality that we live in. And that's only a temporary place. And it's always temporary as long as we come back here. If we don't come back here, we're in a permanent place where we could stay if that's what we want. I mean, yes, the plane, you could stay there when you, when you get there if you deserve it and your karma is free and clear. But the other word people don't want to deal with is karma. I mean... Uh, and, and, and people that die have a lot of karma, and that's why they do stick around, because they don't have the ability to, to go into a higher place. Or they're place. angry. Or they're angry. And they're angry. There's a lot yeah, of motivations well, like, why people stick around. A lot of it is yeah. fear. There, there's anger. Uh, that's not how they thought things were going to go. Uh, you know, the major religions teach, you know, that certain things are going to happen when you die. When those things don't happen in those in that exact order <laughs> or right. in that way, not everybody handles it so well. Right. Uh, yeah. I, I. But you know, for me, like when when they say, "Well, we're going to try to figure out why he did this," you know, and I could tell you by everything I studied, by the people I work with, thousands and thousands of people, 
that were sexually abused. I, I work with and multiple hundreds of gay people as well. So uh, there's a reason. And, and nobody ever talks about a real reason behind that. And my, my main reason, which I do want to talk about more so because most people don't really perceive it the same way. Soul reincarnates multiple times, but it doesn't have to come back into the same body. I mean, a male body or a female body. It can take a male body or a female body. It doesn't always have to be a male. A soul isn't male or female. So when it comes back into this world, it can take on either body. But if you're a man in all your lifetimes, and in one lifetime you become a girl, that's going to be different to soul. And it's, wow, those experiences. And if you come back into this lifetime as a girl again, you've got all those male experiences that, that kind of pull you to that. Well, I, I felt this, and I feel that. And, and we... Doctors won't talk about that because they don't believe in reincarnation. So they, they, they completely wipe that out of the picture. But the other part of that, which I, and I proved to myself, and I could have did books on it, I was going to. Uh, but in the, in the uh, sexual movement of abuse, which is a serious problem to this world and at every level, children take a, a strange aspect of love and it becomes twisted. And that's where all this perversion of everything comes out of that. And they either change the sex to get away from men. I mean, if a woman's uh, raped by a woman, I mean, there's different aspects to that. But it changes the way they perceive life. I don't care what anybody says. Any child sexually abused has a problem. No matter it's maybe 2% or it could be 80% or it could be 99%. But it will be there. It doesn't disappear. And I just found the most horrible word, and I never knew it existed until a couple of days ago. I was—I don't—I don't even want to bring it up. It's just sad that in other countries these horrible things are going on, and it's kind of accepted. Uh, but it has to do with abuse. We're so pulled back and tied into blaming ourselves that we do this or we do that, uh, and then, sure, an entity or a demon is is liable to latch onto it, especially in a relationship. I mean, if somebody shoots their husband and stuff like that, they're not going to leave happily. Uh, and, and there's always like anger and fear. The person that did it has the fear. The person that's leaving has the anger. It's not going to recuperate. It has to be worked out somehow. Each party has to work that out. So, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm so glad I brought you on today because, you know, this topic I feel is so critical in the moment, in our society today, what we're doing, what we're not doing. Uh, and we can make it all better if we just like kind of open our eyes, open our heart, and open our, our mind to be allowed to experience the truth. Yeah, I mean, I think it's true, you know, but I, you know, my uh, work is, is important because I need to... Uh, uh, explain the best of my abilities to, pe to people, my fellow human beings, you know, what is happening around us on a non-physical level. That it's not as docile as we might believe. That there are forces acting upon us, you know, uh, that we need to be concerned about. Now, do I sound like a conspiracy freak? Maybe, but what I'm, I'm saying is very practical. That essentially, that not all people who are Ceased, go live with other spirits 
on the other side, that some actually remain around here or come back here in order to cause difficulty for us living human beings. Now, I know there's a lot of people out there probably saying, well, you know, we are spirits. You know, a lot of uh, metaphysical people, religious people, it is very true. We are at once finite physical beings and also infinite spirits. So we're both at once. We're both of these things at once. But we don't spend enough time thinking about the practicalities of what things are like once we pass on. It's kind of like all we hear about are streets of gold, uh, sitting on clouds, uh, worshiping deities. Do we really think that deities need to be worshipped? I mean, does that, do you, do we, are we really so vain as, 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 a, as a race that we think that the creatures, that the beings that created this universe, say God, the angels, whatever you believe in, really need our adoration in order to survive? No. What they're going to tell us is go out there and help somebody else. They're not going to say, worship me. They're not going to say, sit around the campfire and sing songs about how great I am. They're going to say, go out there and help somebody else less fortunate. That's what they're going to say. Surprise. Uh, I just got a a question from the chat room. Uh, They asked, is there a way to determine if something's attached to you? Part of it is how you feel. Uh, if if you feel very often negative spirits, it's a good question. Negative spirits attack very often from a distance. Uh, so it's not when we say attach. What happens is this: when somebody thinks about you in an emotional way, they're actually throwing out sort of a line of energy. Look look at it sort of like a a laser beam. It connects with you on an emotional level it may or may not get into your emotional energy fields depending on how well and how strong they are, which is one of the things that I teach. You know when you're in trouble, when uh, thoughts are coming to you that uh, are too strong. Let's just say that you uh, have an anger towards somebody at work, but these, the angers are out of proportion. What, what really is, you know, uh, you know, something that is just, you know, the uh, inter-office politics, you know, is turned into almost a rage. This does not mean necessarily, this is not a test that a negative spirit or demonic spirit is involved. It is, it, nine times out of ten, it's not. But one of the things I would look at is, is that how are you feeling? Can, can you uh, justify your emotional states of mind and how you're doing on a day-to-day basis uh, by what's happening in your life? It, 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 this is the, the easiest way without using any kind of psychic ability or anything, you know. Do you feel a secondary presence around you? You know, something that most people would not be able to feel. Um, uh, 
strange thoughts? Are you thinking? Are you thinking about somebody who's deceased that you haven't thought about a long time and you can't stop? I, you know, I'm using I'm using some very specific examples, Tommy. Um, no, I appreciate it. Yes. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, because these are not determiners that of, of whether a person is under attack or not. But these are things that I would look for yourself. How do I feel, and why do I feel the way I feel? I, I go for a zero tolerance policy towards negative spirits. You know, I I don't I say to people, do not let spirits live in your home. Do not let uh, spirits into your energy fields unless there's some purpose to it, uh, you know, that you would understand and I would not. Right. And some practice, because there are practitioners, practitioners out there that deal with spirits on a daily basis, and this, I understand these things, and I, I'm not really speaking about them. I'm speaking about the idea of it's, it can be very dangerous to communicate with spirits Ouija boards are, uh, people ask me about all the time when I do interviews, you know, very dangerous. I've been to hundreds of them. You know, they work. You know, essentially, it, divination is no big trick. You know, the problem is it, it, it's a party line. You don't know who you're talking to. One moment you're talking to one spirit, and the next, the next moment another spirit is on the line, and you're getting bad information, or uh, the group could come under attack. And so, you know, there's a lot of things happening around us that we don't see. Um, I'm, I'm always one for uh, using, you know, you want to uh, protect yourself by any means possible. Now, I, I teach very strong yet simple, easy-to-learn protection techniques. But if you're going to do your own thing, you know, you, you really want to use uh, protection systems from your religion uh, or your belief system that could help separate and keep attacks away. The problem is, is that once a communication is started between a spirit and a human being, uh, sometimes it's difficult to discern uh, where it's coming from, where this information is coming from that you're getting. And so it's, it's necessary to dissolve these connections, and that's one of the things I also do uh, I also teach people how to dissolve connections between uh, themselves and, and, and anybody. Negative connections, not positive connections, negative connections. Well, you know, when I was 14, until uh, I was, I think, about 19 or 20, I was working with a, a medium. I mean, I started with a Ouija board when I was little, but then we moved into her doing re uh, uh, to going into mediumship, and she was channeling different things. I became accustomed to some of the beings that came, uh, and sure, one or two would just drop in and say, "Could I talk?" or "Could I?" and they would try to get in and, and say stuff and ask stuff, and it was just kind of like an open book for these beings to come in, spirits. Uh, I learned so much because I proved who they were a lot of times by what they said and things. I mean, we, I worked with a Viking, a young boy that was 14 and died. Uh, I worked with Josette, which was a witch and died and killed in Salem. So I know the people. I went up to Salem even, and I, I do all my research on whatever I perceive is truth. And I always follow it to make sure that it, 
it has a lot more sustainable foundation than just saying, okay, it's real, which most people do. And uh, what I did want to ask you, because like people now in the UFO world, the stories are incredible, uh, with zero proof, I mean, to themselves or to anybody. Uh, and the idea of programming, I, I, I don't know how much you do with that part of it, because uh, most people I know are programmed. Whether it's by an alien or by the government, I don't know if it really matters because it's usually not real. It has nothing to do with reality. It has nothing to do with who they are and what they're supposed to do in life. So when these people come out with these incredible stories that they're working with aliens and they took their semen or their ovaries and they made a community on Mars and, and all these stories just get better and better. And... I'm just trying because, you know, I, I, I'm so against it. I, I know the truth. I can look at somebody's eyes. And the old saying, if you look into a person's eyes, you can see their soul. And you can. And you can't cover that up. And that's why most people will not look you in the eyes for a short period of time. Longer than a short period of time. But uh, for your end of it, I don't know how much it is involved with what you do or people you know and stuff. But when it comes, I mean... Well, I see an alien or, or a demon in my closet. I mean, my, I worked with little kids when I was little with that. Uh, sure, they see things. They're much more open, and they're not protected. So when people come to you, I mean, what, what would be the craziest story you ever heard that uh, would either make you feel that they're just working with a demon or they're, they're just having a hallucination in their own uh, dream world? Well, the thing that really worries me the most is, is when I... I hear about people who think they can control demonic spirits. Uh, first of all, it's wise for those listening out there to understand that demonic spirits have nothing. I'm sorry, let me, let me say this correctly. So we, we have nothing that they want. Okay? They don't need our money. They don't need our buildings, our real estate, our planet, or anything like that. Okay? So what exactly is a bargaining chip there? We're talking about very powerful spirits, and they you don't want to stare one of these things down any more than you want to stare a lion down in Africa in the middle of the forest without a gun, in the middle of the jungle. Sorry, I've never been to Africa. And so this is something that I come across a lot. I have to work with people that have basically tried to call spirits or attempted to call and, and succeeded that were negative in order to do their, to do their bidding mm -hmm. and uh, ended up getting hurt on an emotional level, on a psychological level, on an every level. And so the moral, moral of this story, of course, is that Spirits don't want anything from us besides possibly our loyalty, if, they're, if that's what they're into, whatever, if that's what you're into. Uh, I'm just speaking generally out to people out there. So, you know, please don't get the idea that somehow that you can control spirits or that somebody, somebody says to you that I have demonic spirits underneath my control and I can send them to your house to do something. No, they can't. Well, see, you know, I, I work with voodoo. I work with Santeria. I work with one of the high voodoo priests as well. I was in his house. Uh, and what he does, he puts those on the mob, people that are attacking people in the mob. 
and and make sure that they don't go to trial. And it's really mainstream. I'm not talking peanuts. I'm talking about gold, solid, solid facts and stuff. And it's kind of, I was a witch when I was young. I learned about psychic abilities, thought projection and all that. And depending who you are, and it goes on to what you learned over lifetimes, you could be a, a true magician in the present. Moses was the highest black magician to live on this planet. Nostradamus became one of the highest magicians as well. But he studied Enochian magic and all other magics from pre-pre-pre-pre-history. So, uh, and I'm aware of all mine because I, I remember from Atlantis. We had every psychic ability that existed. There was 32 in those days. And they were taken away from the human real world because we started abusing them and, and aliens and and everything that we were working with, we're trying to make us abuse it as well. So uh, for me in the present, I know people can send, not anybody, nobody's, ha like you're a psychic, you admitted that when you were born. Stop it. So uh, abilities are attained over lifetimes. You just can't say, I'm going to be a master psychic in this lifetime and then go to somebody and he's going to teach you how to become it. We do have eternal gifts as far as soul. I mean, an awareness, and the more good we do, the more greater that becomes in a good way. So uh, when you work with Lucifer too many times, too many lifetimes, guess what? You're not getting the good abilities, and you'll never get them, not for a long period of time. So, uh, I mean, people that I know, like you said, oh, I'm going to put a spell, and I'm going to send a demon over and kill I had somebody tell me that a couple of years ago. I'm going to have the demons come out and tear you apart. I said, go right ahead. Uh, I'm, I live right here. You know where I am. I know where I am. Uh, but see, fear and voodoo is based on a lot of fear. So when they put the, the thought into a person, that fear starts building inside them, which gives the power for something to happen. But in mankind, if something good happens, oh, thank you, God. Something bad happens, oh, Lucifer came into my life. I mean, we just do that. Not we, but most people do it. Not with the awareness saying, well, I'm protected. That, it's not a demon. I slipped on the ice. I fell because I had the wrong shoes on. I was running too fast. I mean, you can justify the things that happen. And we don't have to blame, blame demons for everything. The same as we can't blame God for everything. I mean... Well, it's so true. Well, I mean, uh, I'm the last person to say that our world's problems were caused by demonic spirits. It's just simply not true. We make our own problems here. My point is, is that... There is an amplification going on from behind us and also in front of us, you know, around us to amplify our angers, fears, and misunderstandings through emotion, emotional attack, I should say, telepathy, uh, psychological manipulation as well uh, that are sent through telepathic signals. Doesn't sound, it's not as crazy as it sounds, people. The idea is that there are emotional forces behind us trying to amplify our anger so we dislike each other more. Maybe that's the best and simplest way to say this. You know, I'm just glad you're saying that because, you know, it's been escalating. And uh, it's kind of like, I, I think about that a lot. I, I, can sense, I can sense feelings, emotion. I sense entities and all that as well and I see them as shadows around the outskirts of my eyes but uh, like you said the protection I mean 
that's why I would love to have you at a seminar that I do. I mean, I, I want to set up a t- couple different kinds of teaching classes, but protection is the most important uh, for one thing. I mean, it, it's one, I should say, one of the most important things that we need to learn in this world, in this reality. Uh, and nobody out there is really teaching, oh, just say uh, everything's clear and beautiful. Yeah, that's a good thing. But where's the protection coming from, really? If you're not aware of soul, what you are, that this body is like, I call it the clay shell or the car that you drive around in, uh, is not the same. And if you rise above it, you're not the victim of this body. I mean, if somebody had a gun to your head and said, I'll shoot you and you kill this person, I'd say, shoot me. I mean, I'm not worried. I don't have to worry about things like that. I'm not going to. So when we raise our consciousness and we become aware, I don't say I'm spiritual. I just think there's very few spiritual beings on this planet, really, that are that. I mean, people can say they are, and I say the action is by what they do. I mean, what the Pope's involved with, what Lamas are involved with, all these beings that claim all this high, high, roly stuff, and what they get involved with. Abuse is the worst crime that you can do on this planet, for me. And I mean, I went through it, so I, I know what it is and how it feels and what it does to people. So when we talk about protection, I think, if, I, I feel that's one of the things that I want you to do. Protection is something uh, I've been teaching for quite a long time because I realized that there's a natural law operating on the non-physical side of things and that uh, we can do the same thing spirits do. We can actually create non-physical devices around us that actually protect us uh, from negative emotional energy attacks that are subconscious from other people, like say at work, people that we know, people we love. You know, we're constantly being bombarded with emotional energy, Tommy. And what I teach is a multi-layered powerful but very simple to learn, very easy to learn technique so that this energy does not get to your body's energy fields from other people, the negative stuff. Oh, it's uh, like what a what filtering what system. Right, what I was going to ask you. You're not encapsulated so nobody can get to you in your, in your own universe. The idea is to filter out negative energy and send it back to the source. Right. What I was going to ask you. The best way to I stop mean, an attack is is to meet them halfway, and 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 most people don't know they're sending you negative energy. They don't know that when they're thinking about you, they're se- actually sending you energy. Right. But it's very important that you send it back, because then the energy meets halfway and actually uh, is uh, diminished. Well, that's and funny. The connection, Most... the connection is broken. The connection is not made. It's very important to understand the science of how this works. And what I do is, in my work and in my courses, is I teach people the science behind all of this. I want people to ask me hard questions. How exactly does this work? I don't believe in any of this stuff, Jeffrey. How does this work? I am more than happy to explain... Uh, how this works on a scientific level so that you will understand, you people under, out there will understand why this works, why protection systems work, 
why you need protection systems functioning around you, why you need a healthy aura, if you can understand that concept of the energy field, why you should have a healthy aura, why it's important to have a healthy aura. The same reason somebody might tell you why it's important to have, a, uh, you know, a reasonably healthy body. You know, that it's, it's, it's better to be breathing than not breathing, physically <laughs> speaking. <laughs> right. Well, can, you know, I don't know how, how, how you can get into it or not. Uh, in, a, in a short, simple way, can you give people like, all right, you were going to do, you just did an exorcist, uh, uh, you work with somebody. Is there a simple thing that you say to yourself to protect yourself that like a person listen and say, wow, uh, that's how he does it. Get, get some kind of understanding how you would do that for yourself even to keep yourself from latching on with these beings and creatures, entities, and, and souls? I use the same protection system, Tommy, that I teach other people how to use. I do some other things that are different as well because I'm when I'm working with people and protecting people, I have to be very careful. I do ask my spirit guides for help. Now, it should be said, uh, since you brought this up, I work with people from all different religions and people that belong to no religions. Right. Atheists, agnostics, whatever. One of the things that people should know is, is that Half of my clients, if not 60, maybe 65% are religious people. And, and they are concerned about, you know, is your protection system going to interfere in my belief system? It does not. One of the things that I say, uh, 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 I have an audio lesson as well. I wrote a book uh, in 2013 about protection is that you can take my protection systems, which are scientific and basic, and add your religious belief systems and deities that you believe in to help you strengthen my protection systems. They work fine with my protection systems. So what I'm saying is that my protection systems are religious, religion-friendly and metaphysical-friendly. This goes from everything, you know, from Wicca to Christianity to Islam to everything else in between. Because well, uh, I have a couple of people asking questions and stuff out there, but, you know, I want to ask you right now so that we don't forget, what's the best way for people to actually get in touch with you? A phone number, an email number, whatever it is, you want to just give the people what it is so that they have it and do it twice? StarClear.com. Listen closely. StarClear.com. Just as it sounds. S-T-A-R Clear. Star Clear. No hyphen, no break. StarClear.com. That's got all my telephone numbers on it. It's also got my Skype address. Uh, it's also uh, got my Facebook page and Twitter accounts and everything else that you could possibly need in order to get a hold of me. Wow, that's great. Uh, because, you know, I, I've been dealing with so many people lately, and I mean family, that's going through this stuff. And 
you know, I got a call from my brother's daughter. I told you that a while ago, and she calls me 3 o'clock in the morning. She talked to me for two hours, but she never called me back. And then family got involved, doctors got involved, and I don't know what happened. I know she's not percent, but I, I just had the same problem with my partner's daughter as well. I mean, you can only help a person. I mean, do you, now, uh, what's your viewpoint on that? Would you help a person that doesn't want it? No. It's uh, to me uh, that's an invasion of their space. There's I mean, just no point in it. I mean, you know, I I do work uh, on children at, at parents' request. Uh, I I do believe now this this may be debatable, but the idea that I do believe that parents who feel that their children need a clearing, a simple clearing. I'm not talking about exorcism. I'm talking about a clearing here, which is something I do far more than exorcisms. Um, have the right to have their children cleared, much as they have the right to have their children get a haircut uh, or go to the doctor or the dentist. Okay? If that's my personal opinion, they have the right to look out for their children's uh, energy fields. Uh, oh. That's where the, I draw the line. Uh, if the person is above 18, which is pretty much the world law, you know, here in the United States, 21 is a pretty big thing, but, you know, 18 is the law of being an adult. Also in Europe, 18 is the law of being an adult. That is also my line. Uh, if you're over 18 years of age and somebody wants you cleared and they know that you don't want to be cleared, I'm not going to clear you because right. I'm not going to violate your rights. No good is going to come of it. And, uh, and of course, now we have, you know, me sneaking around doing something, uh, you know, violating the trust that two people have. Uh, in a relationship, you know, usually what this has happened quite often. That's why I'm kind of saying that, you know, that usually it's a spousal thing. Will you clear right. my husband? He's possessed. You know? Right. <laughs> He's not right. possessed, no, I, I, but he acts right. like it. You know, whatever. Or you clear my wife. You know, and and so no, I won't. I mean that that you know he's going to have to meet me halfway, or she's going to have to meet me halfway. Well, you know, I, I brought up something that you told me the last time we talked and stuff, but it's not always a demon possession or a spirit. It could be just a psychological problem. I think that it, that's true probably 80% of the time. Oh, really? You know, oh, absolutely. You know, uh, in the work that I do, Tommy, Personal clearings, what I call personal clearings, which just means clearing negative emotional energy off the body, a person's energy fields, off the body's energy fields, off your spirit's energy fields, is the most common thing that I do besides teach protection. I'm just as good at doing an exorcism, it's just not as common. It's not as common as a prob- uh, of a problem as just negative emotional energy that people pick up at work, at school, uh, uh, at home, in restaurants, in stores, and all of the above, and every place you come into contact with where other people have been. 
Um, and know, so that's the most common thing that I run into. So most people that, that I run into are not possessed. And they, they just don't know because we're not taught these things. We're not taught about negative emotional energy. We're not taught about emotional energy at all, really. Emotional energy is an abstract idea taught by psychologists and psychiatrists. But we don't, you know, it's a powerful force that doesn't seem to have anything behind it. What I'm saying is that there is something behind it. There is an energy behind this force. There's an energy behind emotions. There's an energy behind feelings. There's an energy behind our psychology. When we think, when we feel, we're actually creating energies. And these energies go someplace. And sometimes they go towards other people. And this is kind of where I'm at here about protecting ourselves. This is not watch out for everybody else, everybody, everybody else is the enemy. I'm not saying that. Uh, you know, we need to learn to live together, you know. We all live on this small planet on the edge of a very large galaxy. And so I'm not saying watch out for your neighbors. All I'm saying is, is the very same thing as saying, hey, put on a winter coat. It's cold out there today. It's 20 degrees Fahrenheit. All I'm saying is protect yourself from emotional energies that are out and about that you may come into contact with that you cannot see and you may or may not feel, but they are there and you can they can actually become attached to your system. Also, that, that relationships with people can become problematic and need to be addressed and you need to clear off negative emotional energy. And there are methods of doing this that are actually very quick, very safe, and very free. They don't cost money. Yeah, maybe you need to learn how to do it, just like anything, but the, the idea is once you learn how to do it, you know how to do it. Right. It's not something that you pay into each year. It's a, it's a skill that you learn that anybody can really learn, and I, that, and, and actually very quickly, and once you learn it, you know it. I got a question. I, I have my viewpoint on it, which I which I say and do, but on, uh, I'm asking you for your viewpoint on it. Uh, when people say they work with angels, uh, everybody wants to believe just because they're in white standing there, they're an angel, and they're good. How is the average person, how could they challenge that angel? Because uh, most people have very little uh, discernment. They'll say, okay, that's an angel. Uh, he says he's an angel. But what would you say to a person that, how would you tell them, like, oh, you should really challenge? I say challenge everything that comes to you. Especially yes. if it, does, it doesn't vibrate true in your heart in the first place. I but, would challenge uh, everything that comes to me regardless because what I teach people how to do is not going to have a negative effect upon any positive spirit whatsoever. An right. angel is never going to tell you that it's an angel. It doesn't have to do that. You're going to know. I, I, You'll I, feel you that know, energy. Right. <laughs> you know, I was just saying people assume that an angel has to be a certain size. I said, not right, and me. also have wings and and look. And, you know, and it has maybe, to be this you know, class, classically right. as an angel would would look, and it's just not true. And uh, you, you you can, I test my uh, spirit guides and the different spirits that I work with by running my sword through them. My sword is charged, 
which is a non-physical sword. And I teach people to create their own sword, by the way, so you get your own sword, too, everybody out there, that um, uh, to charge it in order to have an effect upon negative energy. You take that sword, you run it through a positive spirit, it's going to have no negative effect. If you take that sword and run it through a negative spirit that's trying to pose as a positive spirit, they're going to recoil. Right. If you charge that sword properly, which is not that hard to do, you know how to do it. I teach you how to do that in these lessons. And that I, you know, whether I teach you in, over the phone or in Skype or through my audio lessons, it doesn't matter to me. Learn it. But the idea is that, yes, Tommy's right. You want to test your spirit guides. You want to test to make sure any spirit can say who, this is, you know, I'm so-and-so. You need to make sure that they are positive, that they're not out to cause you problems. A lot of, a lot of spirits pretend to be who they are not. Not right. positive spirits. We don't, you know, positive spirits, which make up 75 to 80% of all spirits, don't do these things. Your mother is not going to do this. You know, if you and your mother were really nice and, you know, had a good relationship, you don't have to worry about your loved ones. They're not going to turn evil on the other side, okay? I'm talking, you know, my job is to protect people from negative things and, and to teach people how to protect themselves from negative energy, negative spirits, and, and what and to inform the public uh, what makes up, essentially, the other side, that there is a science to it that can be explained. Uh, I'm not saying that spirits do not exist. I believe in spirits. I'm not saying that God does not exist or angels. I believe in these things. Okay? So I'm not, I, what I'm saying is there's a practicality to the other side that I like to offer... Uh, during my interviews that uh, I, I see uh, too precious little of when I, uh, during interviews that I listen to where not enough of how things operate are explained. Because if, if people would explain how things operate, and then maybe they just don't know. I simply was born this way, okay? And, and I've had certain things happen to me. You can read about that in my book. I'd be happy to send you a free copy of my book. It is online. Uh, if you send me an email and ask me for a copy of my book, I will send you a copy of my book online. It's an audio book. You can just click on, click on and listen to it or download it. I don't care. I did not make it to make money. I actually made it to help people, and that's why I don't care. And uh, I'd recommend it. Um, and it's called Power Protection. And so um, uh, it's good to test your spirit. Uh, any spirit that approaches you, and any time that you're dealing with spirits, you want to make sure that you're dealing with the spirits who you think you're dealing with. Names are not important. Their intentions are important in what, what they, who they work for and what their plan is. That is very important. Names are not important. Spirits do not have names. Why? Because each spirit is known by its unique vibrational rate. And right. content. If the person has lived 50 lifetimes, what do you call it? 
I call it a sound vibration. You know, Tommy, Tommy, in his last life, maybe his name was Mark or David or Sandy or whatever. You know, spirits prefer, spirits are telepathic. They do not have voice boxes. They have no physical attributes whatsoever. That part of us has no physical attributes whatsoever. And so we communicate telepathically. Sound can be reproduced. So it sounds like sound. Right, so don't exactly. be frightened that nobody's going to speak after death. It's really not true. But, uh, uh, you know, spirits communicate telepathically, and it's something that we need to understand that the communication with spirits are going to be telepathic. And telepathy can come in different forms. It can come in linear form, which means, hello, Jeffrey, I'm your spirit guide. I'm here to help you with such and such. Or it can also come in whole paragraphs. Many people can relate out there maybe to the idea when they get information from their spirit guides or from some, another source that it comes in a whole idea or whole paragraph, a whole concept. I'm kind of getting your audience kind of getting a, a nod from them, understanding what I'm saying here, you know, that 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 sometimes telepathy, when they get information, does not come in just word to word as we speak to each other, but whole concepts and ideas that come, like an intuition, right. a business idea. For you great business people out there, uh, you know, all of a sudden this idea comes to you, a whole idea. Where did this come from? A deeper part of yourself, maybe? One of your spirit guides? Could be. Maybe. I don't know, but the idea is that it, it, you notice that it comes in a whole concept, a whole idea. This is more common than, than the, uh, the average, you know, hi, I'm your spirit guide, Joe, or, or, or Cindy, uh, and uh, more likely to send you a, a, a larger message at once. Not always, but this is a little more common, I found um, and just so you know, there's a couple of people saying thank you in the chat room. But, uh, well, you know, I, I've been thinking of something that I want to do uh, for myself that, that I feel is important. I'm, I'm tired of doing it the way I'm doing it with my show. I mean, I'm glad I had you on and got to do this, and, and I'll do it again anytime you want. Because what I feel we've got to put out there is something that could help people. Not stories. Stories just entertain a person for a period of time and then that's it how about something they can take home and this is what you, you know you can put that in the bank uh, and actually use it and protect yourself and, and, and all those things in the United States I mean I was thinking of trying to do something closer to the uh, Vegas is a lot closer not that it's all cheap some of it the hotels are cheap I'm trying to think where I can do a seminar I don't know how far are you willing to travel well, I've been to Europe many times. I uh, I used to live in Las Vegas twice, and and so uh, I'm just happy to be living in my old home community of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, right now. Uh, and uh, so uh, I travel quite frequently. Because what what I'm saying is, uh, I know TJ really wants to get involved and everything. But I want to make something important to the world, important to the people in the United States, important to the people that come 
I don't want to make people spend money and go home with nothing. I, I think that's the most ludicrous, horrible thing that people do to people. These psychics, and I mean, not psychics, these people in the UFO world that do ancient aliens and stuff, they get paid $25,000 for a weekend to talk for about four hours. Now, that four hours of information is on ancient aliens, if you watch it. It's not, you're not going to hear anything new. Uh, and it's not like you go home and, wow, he said this, and you do it. It's it's just some idea or thought that he has. So what I want to create, I mean, like school. School doesn't teach you anything about spirit, God, or anything, even Catholic schools. So I want to take it beyond that level. And I don't want to be a futurist like uh, Barbara Max Hubbard and talk about how beautiful everything could be. I mean, even the Dalai Lama said in four or five reincarnations, the world might be at peace might be at peace in four, four generations from now, four lifetimes. That's a long time away. And it doesn't matter because I'm in the moment, I'm in the present. And the only one that really care, carry, uh, care, you should care about is the one that you actually are in. So I'm really putting my energy into the idea after the new year, I got to get some stupid operation too and, and everything, but uh, actually uh, set up a seminar uh I, I don't want to bring too many people because there's not that many people that have anything important to do, say, or, or teach. Uh, you wanted a few. I have one other person who she deals with angels all the time, and that's, she does a lot of work constantly. And I had her on my show, and we agree on so many things at, at a psychic level, spiritual level, and all that. So uh, she's one person that I might be able to bring on. Uh, I don't want to have a super large number of people. I mean, I don't want to charge more money to pay these people to tell people nothing. So uh, it's something that I'm really planning on, and I, I just want to make sure that you you'd be willing to come. Uh, and I, and people, I want people to hear it because I want people to get involved, and I want people to put out information that they want to know. I mean, I'm sure people need to know and want to know how to stay protected. You walk this planet, you go in a bar, you go in a store, you got such weird energy going around. And Hawaii, man, the, the energy is crazy. So uh, just walking in a protection alone gives you that satisfaction of having your feet on the ground and you're not just floating around in some space. Uh, so I, I'm planning that. I'll keep you informed on that. My goal is to do that next year, uh, somewhere in the middle of next year, because it takes six months to get everybody to come and get everybody there. But uh, I want to make it real. I want to make it real to every person that walks in that door and they all leave with something, not to go home with an empty empty pocket. And and it, it can only help. I mean, as long as we care about other people a little more than we care about ourselves, I think we could do so much more for for the world uh, in every level. And well, I feel so true, you, you know. I, you know what? I, I wanted to give, you know, as we come up to the end here, I wanted to give something for people to take home right now and that's this don't be afraid of spirits negative spirits are unhappy whether they be demonic spirits or just negative people who are dead they are unhappy it's not your business and it doesn't matter don't try to fix it you know it's, it's not don't get involved in this what I, but what I'm saying is that if you are happy and do things to make yourself happy and your family happy and the people around you happy that is one thing that you can do to protect yourself from negative spirits. So I say put on your favorite album, Negative Spirits Hate Music, 
they hate positive music. That, and, and I'm not. And heavy metal can be positive music too. It doesn't matter what kind of music it is. If you know, if you listen to it in the spirit of strength and positivity, whatever it might be, that is something that will drive negative spirits away very often, and at least for a while, it will help. So, you know, think think kindly of your neighbor, of your coworkers, and the people that you come into contact with, even at the restaurant or the store, even momentarily. This will help drive away negativity and negative spirits and also shake off negative vibrations. It's one thing you can do on a daily basis to help keep yourself in the best shape possible and also do something for your fellow human being. Be kind to your fellow human being. You don't have to be nice to everybody, and everybody doesn't deserve to be nice to protect yourself. For heaven's sake, protect yourself. But the idea is, is that most people are good... And it's okay to be different, and and don't buy into the negativity. Don't buy into the ugliness that is being kind of fostered, or deliberately being fostered, you know, by forces that we don't even know. Well, you know, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, I'd love to have you on any time again, as any time you want. Uh, remember uh, StarClear.com uh, to get in touch with him anytime. Please do. If you want any real help, he's one of the few people I would say go to. Uh, and I know almost every psychic and every speaker in the UFO world out there. And there's very little help you can get many places. So uh, please, if you like the show, uh, tell your friends to tune in. Send it to your friends. Send the link to everybody you know. And tell them to listen to it they, they might get something out of it And it's important because We can only spread the truth And that's what's important We don't need to spread lies We don't need to spread stories And right now I just felt we put as much as we could out In the two hours that we had And I'm glad we did But Jeffrey is a, a, a totally honest person As well as I am We don't deal with lies and stories We can only tell the truth So please spread this story Spread this message uh, we will keep it going. Uh, if you have any problems with that kind of thing or those things and need help with those things with inside you, please go into his site. Uh, he's he's one of the real persons that I know. So, uh, Jeffrey, I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, let's do it again soon. And I really want to do a seminar, and it will be on the mainland, and you will be one of the first people that I ask because I don't know people that I truly trust enough that I would want to be responsible to send somebody to somebody and then not get any and have them get hurt in any way. I would feel so bad. Uh, Thanks for having creating. me on the show, Tommy. I really appreciate it. You know, uh, people out there, don't be afraid to get a hold of me, okay? I'm, I'm pretty easy to talk to. I don't charge for initial consultations. So if you have questions, I'd be happy to answer them. Like I said, starclear.com. Just get a hold of me. Tommy, I'm looking forward to our next uh, show together. Tommy and I talk a lot off the air, by the way, people, so we're we're kind of used to jawing, as they say, in the mid Well, it was a pleasure. It was fun. Uh, until next time, thank you, Jeffrey. Thank you for everybody that tuned in. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I got something out of it. 
because that's all, all I'm here for is to give you something that can help you in your work. So have a good day. Have a great night, wherever you are, whatever time it is. Always, always listen to your heart, not not somebody else's. And don't let them to push their, their will on yours because you're probably more connected to whatever is supposed to be in your reality. So with that, love and light, everybody. Till next time, enjoy your life best you can. Cause you are here, you're the